0: This podcast is part of a series that we call Dear Priscilla. Through the years, we've found that at some point in every conference, someone would pull Priscilla aside and finally ask some question that they'd been too embarrassed to ask in public. These often whispered requests told us that people think they're alone in their struggle. But if you're asking Priscilla, someone else has already asked her the same question. So let's get some answers and collectively do this marketing and connecting thing better. For this episode, we're actually combining two questions that are separate but very closely related. Here's the first one. Dear Priscilla, From years of going to industry conferences, I have a lot of colleagues to draw from and interact with on LinkedIn. This helps me start great conversations, which in turn increases the reach of my posts. But I feel like I'm just talking to colleagues, and these efforts don't seem to make their way into the view of the prospects I'm trying to reach. How can I get better engagement on my posts from those I would consider to be prospects, the ones I wanna do business with? The second one is actually a follow-up to a previous episode of Dear Priscilla. It reads, Dear Priscilla, I'm listening to your conference fatigue episode, and I was hoping that you could answer that same question about how to use conferences to your best advantage, specifically for people who are starting new in their position. Whether they're starting new on their first job or transitioning, at this time, in-person meetings are not possible. So how can we form relationships remotely And how does that figure into the conference fatigue conundrum?
1: I do go to a lot of conferences. I also go to a lot of webinars. Now, I'm going to put this caveat out here to say, I know a lot of you register for conferences and you register for a lot of webinars, but you don't usually show up. And I know this because I am frequently asked to introduce people or speak at a conference or host a panel. And I know how many people are registered versus how many people are there live. Now, I know a lot of you have good intentions That you're going to catch the recording when it comes out. But let's be honest, how many of you really do that? In terms of networking and meeting people and really prospecting, the reality is that conferences are amazing. And while you want to go to the conferences in your industry, you need to open your mind and think about some other conferences, maybe a little bit outside of your industry or specifically of interest to those who you'd like to prospect to see where they're showing up, to hear what they're hearing, to know what their persistent and emerging problems are. This in itself will give you So much more fodder and such a better view from which to craft your content when you're out online. And when you craft things that are meaningful to your prospects, you have a much better chance of them connecting with you because they find it relevant. But let's talk about those industry conferences because they're good for us because we're learning, but also how can we make them good for us in terms of networking and far beyond that into prospecting. The first thing I have to say is you absolutely have to do your homework. I'm a big advocate for looking at three and three, which is what do I need to be doing three weeks before this conference or this webinar? And then what do I need to be doing at this conference or webinar? And what do I need to be doing three weeks after? I know a lot of you just groaned thinking you don't need more work. But the reality is, is that if you understand, especially conferences in this way, they are an absolute goldmine for prospecting, networking, making sales, and really making this time absolutely meaningful. A lot of times we go to these conferences and we see our buddies or we'll hear our buddies chatting on the chat feature online and we'll connect with them. But what we don't realize is that the people who are more likely to be our prospects are probably some of the speakers um, and maybe even some of the people who are introducing the speakers. And so the first thing I would say is that you need to do your due diligence three weeks before or at some point before the conference. And webinar and actually connect with the people who are the speakers. Now, the current way that we do conferences makes this so dumb easy for you. You want to pull the schedule, plan your day, or if it's a two day or if it's a three day, figure out what things you can actually attend, what you can highlight. And get a schedule together. But even if you can't make every session, be sure to actually go and connect with all the speakers beforehand. And a great way to do that would be to say, hey, Priscilla, I see you're talking about personas. I'm really looking forward, you know, to your event at XYZ Conference. First of all, it's so awesome to be able to give someone Just some recognition for the time that they're going to spend at a conference, but you would be surprised how few people connect with speakers and how easy it is to do that. I know a lot of you have already put in your mind, but Priscilla, that speaker is not a great prospect for me. I'm not selling to them. But this is where I come back to my really tried and true understanding about social media and social selling and networking and prospecting. And that is that you do not sell to your network you sell through your network. So it's important to constantly be getting your network built up and built up, even if those people themselves are not the exact right people, your content needs to be about the exact right people you're trying to attract. But you want to connect with as many people as you possibly can, because that exponentially gives you access more people. That is just key. In that way, it's a numbers game. And I know a lot of you don't think I would say something like that because I'm very much driven by the meaningful and authentic voice and the content. And that's all true. But it is also a numbers game. You want to have your amazing, well thought out content get to as many people as possible. So you have to really see it both ways. And I see over and over that a lot of people do not have a big enough network to really make any kind of a difference. One of the other benefits to connecting with all the speakers and the organizers before an event is that when you're actually live at the event, it's very easy to tag them. Now, I know that other people have looked over my shoulder when we used to have uh, in-person conferences, and you've seen that I have a little conference cheat sheet. Why is that rude to carry around a list of the people you intend to meet? It's if nothing short of flattery to say, hey, I came to this conference and I intended to meet you and I'd like to do that. So get a plan and actually make sure that you meet people, but when you meet them before online, it's so much easier to tag them or to have them fresh in your mind and really understand who they are, who they're there representing, and why they may be there. That will inevitably make your next step of the content that you put out during that conference or webinar so much more relevant. Twitter is hard, right? It's hard to find people because handles are really a lot of a mystery out there, and I struggle with that, and so I have to make sure that I do this ahead of time. There's nothing worse than sitting in a webinar or a conference, listening to a speaker, and they say something amazing. You go to get a pulled quote and post it on social, and you cannot find their handle anywhere on Twitter, and it feels like a real waste because, honestly, if you're just going to post things and not attribute them to people it's really not going to go very far. Now if you can't find their name you can write their name and tag their company that's much easier to find and that's a great workaround but it's so much better if you do the work before the actual event and you do have a list of at least as many Twitter handles as you possibly can find before the event along with the one that is very easy which is their LinkedIn profile. Okay, so that's what I do before the event. But what do I do at the event? First of all, I am a mad tweeter and poster. (laughs) And I tell people all the time, first of all, you can't over tweet on Twitter, and you can easily over post on LinkedIn. And on a normal day, I would post maybe one post on LinkedIn. But this is not a normal day. This is a day where you're doing a heavy lifting of prospecting and networking. And so you're going to post many, many times. But what's going to happen is that it's still going to work for you because you're going to be tagging people in almost every post that you make, or really every post that you make. <laughs> I love to listen for that amazing pulled quote during a presentation and think, wow, that's the genius. I just found the secret sauce. I kind of make it a game to find that one best quote. And of course, that involves active listening. That involves taking a little bit of notes. (laughs) For those of you who maybe don't want to work this hard, that might be bad news to you. But when you're actually actively listening, you really hear the nuggets that people have to present. And I'm going to tell you, when you post that and you call attention to it online, flash Battery will get you everywhere. And I know the next thing someone's going to say is, "Well, Priscilla, I that doesn't really sound authentic. Trust me, if you really think that pulled quote is really a gem, it will come out in the way that you talk. I'm not saying find just something anybody said and pretend like it's amazing. No, wait for that nugget of truth, wait for that great insight and just acknowledge it. Being there to acknowledge other people's greatness is a real compliment and it's not only a way that you go about networking, but it's about how you understand who you should network with even more deeply. Of course, you're going to be authentic, but also you have to be visual, or maybe some form of interesting. And if you need some ideas about how to grab that pulled quote, or maybe how to make a thought or a stat that someone shared a little bit more interesting, you can go and get two and three dollars, or even some free apps on your phone: uh, WordSwag, Visco, Canva. And for very little money, you can actually create a very attractive. Uh, image for social media, and then tag people to that. Because I got to tell you, the screenshot of people talking on Zoom is really not that interesting over and over and over again. You can talk about something great that you loved from the particular speech, or you can also maybe ask people what they're thinking? Like, did, did, did what the person was presenting cause more questions for you? Is is the subject matter so interesting that you think it deserves a much deeper look? If so, talk about that. And then what you want to do is go to the comments after you've posted or in your Twitter thread and really engage other people. So in order to engage other people, you have to see who's actually in the event. So I use the chat feature to really see who's there. My friend Janet Standen almost always there over in chat and so I'll take her and say at Janet did you hear that that was so great what do you think of it and I start engagement with her as I know she's listening and if it's somebody that I know that's great but if it's someone I don't know in the chat I also do it because I can just very easily say hey so-and-so saw your name in the chat And I don't know you, but what did you think of this particular um, speech or this presentation? And right from there, I'm off to the races with really quality and meaningful conversation. I've said it once, but it bears repeating, make sure you tag people and their company. You cannot achieve the kind of reach that you're looking for and build your network and actually find other prospects unless you truly are tagging people so that they see it, they interact. And when people interact, then the algorithm really delivers your content to more people. So I know you're thinking, well, that feels like a game. Well, (laughs) we're out on LinkedIn specifically in order to see and be seen. And so if there are a few little tips and tricks that you need in order to do that, then you've got to make that happen. But again, for me, it's always coming back to the true quality of the post and the meaningful reaction that you have to what people are doing and saying at that conference or in that webinar. One small caveat there is, of course, there are some webinars that are private, and you definitely don't want to be taking a screenshot of something that shows that it's copywritten or divulging information that people only want to give away if people will come and do the demo or come to the actual webinar. So be a little bit sensitive about that, but really what you're looking for is calling out genius and just encouraging the people who take the time to put these presentations together about how it was meaningful to you. And if it wasn't meaningful to you, then don't post anything about it because that's disingenuous and that over time will get you nowhere. One interesting little cheat that I do in the chat sessions is that I deal with my difficulty in finding people's Twitter handles right in the chat. So I might just straight out come out and say, Hey, everybody, if anybody wants to connect with me on Twitter, this is my handle. It's at Little Bird Mama, M O M M A. And that's not obvious to people. They would find Little Bird Marketing for me easily, but they wouldn't find my Twitter handle. And if they're wanting to engage with me, which I hope they are, then I want to make that available and a lot of times i'll say something like hey everybody in the chat it's so hard to find everybody's twitter handles but if you do want to connect um, i would love to here's mine why don't you share yours in the chat and boom 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 you'll see several people putting their twitter handles in the chat and that's really them raising their hand and saying that they want to engage with you they want to be tagged and they want to be involved in a solid conversation So of course, as you're going on, you're tagging the speakers, but don't forget to tag the people who are in the chat experiencing it with you. That will really take you a very, very large step deeper. Okay. So after the event, a lot of people just go wah, 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 and there's nothing that they're going to do. If they're not the event organizer, they don't really see that they have follow-up to do. But I like to make sure I go and I follow up and see who actually liked my post and make sure that I'm actually connected with them. There might be three, four, five, six people who commented on a post that I made and I never met them because they didn't actually expose their name in the chat. And they might comment and I would love to connect with them and say, hey, I'd love to connect with you. I'm glad you found what I said about that conference or that webinar so helpful. And if it's meaningful to you, let's connect. So I don't want to miss the opportunity to actually follow up with people who actually revealed that they were actually in the session. And now I can connect with them. So don't just post things and leave them. Look in LinkedIn, look under your notifications and in Twitter actually go in notifications as well. They just look a little bit different. But you want to make sure you mine those to, to be sure that you're actually connected to the people who found what you did relevant. The last tip I have in follow-up is just to take a few Meetings with people who attended or that you connected with, maybe even a speaker. And the way to do that is to connect with people and then send something out saying, you know, I actually enjoyed this conference, or if you didn't enjoy the conference, whatever the truth is of the matter, and send it to someone and say, hey, I would really actually like to get something meaningful out of this time that I spent. Would you like to connect just a 10 minute, 15 minute call? You tell me what you do. I'll tell you what I do. Neither one of us will sell to each other, and let's just make our connection a little bit more meaningful. Perhaps something great will come from it. I know you can't be taking meetings all day long for the next three weeks, but if you are selective and pick at least four or five who attended that conference and offer this with a very easy Calendly link or some kind of a way, you know, there's a million ways out there to let someone get on your calendar and really create that as a 10 or 15 minute spot, and then you have to honor it absolutely under no circumstances do you sell during that quick conversation. It's just a meet and greet, grab a cup of coffee, get to know another human being, and then walk on. There have been amazing relationships I've made from doing this. And sometimes you just don't click with someone and that's okay. You don't have to put that much pressure on it. But Just I underline absolutely no selling and you would be surprised what you find. People are interesting and they are also interested in what you do. If you get like that feeling that there might be more, then you can always tag them in the next post. And that really goes directly to what the original question was with Dear Priscilla is, I have a great way of tagging my what I quote, call quote unquote friendlies or people that I know in my industry. But as I branch out and meet some of them, how do I actually genuinely tag other people who are truly my prospects in my post to get them to comment? Well, that's a great strategy to boost your reach, but you can do it with, with integrity when you take the time to make those connections with people. And so then you start developing what I call, quote unquote, friendlies, who are not just your friends in your industry, but are truly people who are maybe right around in the circle of people hovering over people who might be interested in what you do and could be an amazing prospect. Okay, so I'll wrap this up with the second question that was sent in. It's a little bit of an addendum to the first question. And that is, that sounds all well and good when you're established in your job or when you're established in your career. But what would I have to say for someone who's new to a job or even new to the career or new to an industry? And I guess the first thing I would say is connections. I mentioned at the beginning that people are not connected to enough people and a lot of times people say oh well you know this these are the people that I know but they don't actively go out and pursue new connections on social media. That is a real loss. Guess what? Life is digital and there's a reason why I get paid a lot of money to teach people digital transformation and I get a lot of money to teach people how to be influencers on LinkedIn and Twitter. And that is specifically because that is work where work happens. This isn't the future of work. This is the now of work. And so I like to stress to people, if you're new, there's even more of an urgency to connect with more people. So on one hand, people can sometimes can overthink it like, OK, I got to read through someone's entire you know, uh, profile online and see if they would be perfect for me. And then I got to come up with something clever to write to them and blah, blah, blah. That's not true, and this is why conferences are a treasure trove, because if other people are attending, which a lot of these conference softwares now show you all of the attendees' names, and if you see people in a chat, this is an easy, organic, and natural way to connect with someone. I see you're attending CRC. I see you're at Insights Marketing Day. I see whatever it is. That is such a warm lead-in, and you can make connections that are relevant. And My only request is please don't ever write to someone and say, well, LinkedIn brought up your profile to me and thought we should be connected, so I will connect. And my thinking is, well, that's not my fault. Why do I have to do that? Because LinkedIn told you to do it. And I want you to be mindful of the actual message that's short and sweet, but gives people a little bit of a clue as to why you would connect. And it is so much better to connect with somebody from an event or from a real specific um, connection than to just go out there out of the blue connecting. You know it because you receive those messages and you're like, Why is this person connecting with me? This doesn't make any sense. And yes, of course, at that point, hit ignore, not a problem. But if someone sends you a quick note, hey, saw you in the chat at CRC, but I don't actually know you, I'd be happy to connect. Boom, you're done. Let them connect with you and then you can take it in the next step. I just want to wrap up this dear Priscilla session with one last piece of advice. And this goes for both the seasoned veterans and the newbies. I think the biggest mistake I see people making on social media, whether it's in Twitter for business or it's on LinkedIn for business, is that they keep posting and posting and trying to do every tip and trick to get everybody to come to them and look at their posts and interact and have a conversation there. But that's like walking into a cocktail party and yelling across you know, the room to someone and saying, well, why don't you just come over here? That's actually really rude. What we do in person, if you're not a sociopath, is you actually walk across the room and you introduce yourself to someone and or or you listen to what they're talking about with someone else and get the vibe of the conversation and then maybe get a chance to interject. In that way, you're actually listening and you're willing to come to someone else to have a conversation that they're wanting to have. So, what I would challenge you all to do is to not always look at your own feed as the place you need to have conversations and build the reach and blah, blah, blah. What you need to do is look at your wish list, look at your prospect list, and instead make the effort to go to their profile. Go to their feed and even go further, not just their activity, but go to their posts and see what is of meaning to them. What are they posting about? What are they talking about? And start having the conversation over on their feed. I often refer to the way we act on social media as just a mirror reflection of a cocktail party. Those who get invited back are those who act well. Right. And who are interesting and engaging and great listeners and don't hog the conversation and have something maybe a little lighthearted and funny to say. And they also say what they're feeling. Right. These are all great things we know about cocktail parties. So bring them over into how you actually start interacting with people and building your network, whether that's at a conference, at a webinar or when we get back to in person, that's going to be fantastic. But you still have all of the work to do. So just be sure to go look at other people's feeds, listen to what it is they're interested in, comment on their posts, ask questions, and start meaningful conversations. Whether you're new or you're seasoned veteran, those tips will work for you. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.